Hello, everyone. Welcome to the KW Maps Podcast Growth Edition, where you learn one specific strategy a KW Maps client implemented to sell more homes. Today, you'll meet Andrea Beam, a real estate professional in Albany, Oregon, who joined KW Maps three and a half years ago. You'll learn why Andrea invested in Maps Coaching, how she implemented leverage in her business and increased her production from just 50 closings to 170 in two years. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. So let's get right into it and listen in on the interview with Andrea Beam and Diana Kokoska. You know, I find everybody has a story, and I'm just curious, what's your story? Well, Diane, I worked in educational sales um, a large portion of my life, as well as for Nordstrom. Um, My very early years uh, out of high school and college were actually with Nordstrom, and um, after several years with Nordstrom, I moved into an educational sales company. Um, You know, we did things like uh, computer labs and auto labs for high schools and colleges all over the West Coast. Um, and for a couple of years after that, I was actually a stay-at-home mom to my two boys. Um, and in, in realizing it was time to go back to work, I looked at a lot of options on the table. And my husband happens to be a civil engineer. And so there was a lot of talk about real estate. And that was kind of where we landed um, in making the decision that I would go into real estate as my career choice coming back from being a stay-at-home mom. So how old were the kids at this time? They were still pretty little. Um, you know, they were probably, um, gosh, I think four and one at that point when I came back to work. Did you start with Keller Williams? I actually didn't. Um, I felt like I had done a bit of research when I got into real estate on the companies. Um, In reality, and hindsight is always 2020, I really didn't. Um, You know, I went to probably one of the first companies I looked at and was really only there for about, um, I want to say maybe six or seven months and actually went to another real estate company, was there for about nine months before the opportunity to come to Keller Williams was presented to me. Um, And I will be honest, I kind of took a leap of faith. Um, I was asked to partner with someone at Keller Williams, and I was struggling a little bit at that point, still working really hard to get my business off the ground. I was still about a year into the industry, And the opportunity came, and and it was the best opportunity that was ever given to me, and I didn't even know it at the time. You've been with two companies, Mm -hmm. and were you offered the opportunity to come to Keller Williams, and you didn't take it the first time? It actually did take me a little convincing. Um, I would say probably a month of convincing uh, from this agent. We we talked back and forth multiple times, and... um, you know, I had this, just this, I guess maybe a gut instinct that if I didn't take this opportunity, um, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I had been pushing forward in real estate for a little over a year. Um, I wasn't seeing results that I wanted to see. And it was 
I guess you could say, uh, you know, it was a small risk on my part in that I I needed to take the opportunity. Um, I needed to see what would happen. And at that point, there wasn't a lot I could lose. And so I made the jump. Um, I made the jump and I partnered with uh, an agent here at Keller Williams for, um, gosh, for about a year and a half. So what was your big aha when you joined Keller Williams? (laughs) <laughs> I love that question. I love that question because it took me a couple months for, um, I think, the Keller Williams culture and mentality to to kind of, I don't want to say reveal itself to me, but to kind of sink in. And when it did, I felt like my eyes got about as big as golf balls. Um, when I started reading Gary Keller's The Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, um, I just started soaking up. Once I realized all the education there was, I started soaking it up left and right. I could not get my hands on enough education. Um, And the beauty of that was that there was more than enough. (laughs) Um, There was more than enough. So it wasn't until, you know, probably several months or maybe even almost a whole year before I realized what I had really landed in. Tell me more about that. Well, walking into Keller Williams is, um, you just don't realize how big the world within Keller Williams is until you get here. Um, Everything, you know, they say everything is bigger in Texas. Well, everything is bigger in (laughs) Keller Williams. Well, and Um, it's in Texas, so there you go. Right, and it's based in Texas, which is very fitting. Um, you know, you've, you've been with two companies, and you get you finally come to Keller Williams. And, it, of course, being the number one training company in the world five years straight into the Hall of Fame of all-time trainers, you're now saying the world is bigger. How did yeah. they help you create a successful career? Well, Number one, right out of the gate, would be in when you read when you read the Red Book, when you read the Millionaire Real Estate Agent Book, it gives you systems and models. Um, now, whether you implement them, you know, the right way the first time or not, it gives you systems and models to follow. And once I realized there was a system, um, <clears throat> that was when I think I started realizing just how much bigger it was here. Um, I was never given a system before. Um, well, yeah, yeah, you could buy the book and have systems. What specifically yeah. was different about being in the company and having the systems and models? Um, I think a large portion of it was just the sharing on a massive scale. Um, sharing from not just other agents in our area like Market Center, I mean other agents on a national global scale. It was very uh, eye-opening to me to see these massive real estate agents and teams, and they just very willingly shared um, everything all the time. And it was uh, it's a very different culture. You don't necessarily see that. Um, in other real estate cultures. And so, to me, that was a game changer in they're willing to tell me what they did. 
they're willing to show me what they did, to talk about it, the things they're doing well, the things that maybe they struggled or failed at, and they're willing to share that with me. What specific systems and models did they help you with? Um, I would say there's more than one. Um, The career visioning, which back then was Recruit Select, was was a a big one. Um, The 36 Touch, and really, Diana, some of it um, was, it comes back to numbers. It was understanding that real estate really is a numbers game, and most everything in real estate can be equated back to some form of um, of a mathematical equation. Um, it's just a statistic. And if you yeah, John know, Davis. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Okay. So John Davis teaches us that numbers are the language of real estate, right? In fact, yes, he even he teaches does. us the lower language of real estate program. Mm-hmm. It's a model. It's a system that you can use to take more listings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is I there mean, anything else? Well, the 36 touch, which ironically enough is also a mathematical equation, right? Um, the 36 touch and how to systematically um, systematically touch your database and be involved in your database um, is another huge one. Um, I think the what what we call the org chart, or uh, more recently, I've been calling it an opportunity map, um, is another one um, in being able to. Uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, being able to map well, map out your future, really, and what does that look like? And being able to truly visualize what your future is going to look like on paper. We're all very visual, and that was a. That's a system that um, I think is a game changer as well. So you have systems, you have models, you have leverage. What was your business like before you came to Keller Williams? Well, Diana, the best way I can explain it um, is that I felt like I was just fumbling forward on this, you know, rocky path with a blindfold on, and I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know how to get there. I didn't have a ton of confidence. Um, and so I really just felt like I was blindfolded and trying to feel my way forward. So with Keller Williams, what specifically did you do to help gain that confidence? Well, um, I hired a coach. <laughs> Uh, I hired a coach after a game-changing moment in my real estate career. Uh, I I hired a coach, and that was that was truly the moment that um, everything completely pivoted for me. Okay, so what what light went on inside of you that said, "Hey, you need to make some changes." <laughs> well, <laughs> it was a forced light. <laughs> Um, I had a small team of, of three people on my team, uh, four, including myself. And on a Friday afternoon, um, that team left me and, and decided to go elsewhere, um, all three on the same day. And Ouch. I, you know, it, it hurt. <laughs> it, it really hurt. Um, I, I will, in all transparency, you know, I went home to my husband. I cried, um, for 
a couple of days that weekend and really decided I had a decision to make. Um, I, I could either let that end my real estate career. Um, I could just walk away. It was super uncomfortable. Um, I, you know, I didn't feel very good uh, about the whole thing. And so I could do that or I could put my big girl boots on and I could go back on Monday morning and I could tackle it and build it right. I knew there was the system. I knew I had a system to follow, um, but it was a choice. It was a choice, and I, mean, I made the choice. You took to, it kind of personal, didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I took it personal, and um, I actually have a, a somewhat of a theme on that. I'm, I'm actually working on that with my coach currently um, to not take things so personally, and I did. I did take it personal, and, you know, I thought it meant that they didn't like me, and in hindsight, that really wasn't the case. Um, it was a blessing in disguise. It was actually the best thing that could have ever happened to me because Diane, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today if that hadn't happened. Yes, and a lot of people, I mean, well, because they hear people don't leave companies, they leave their manager, right? Crazy mm-hmm. thing that people say. That used to be in the days gone by. That isn't the case today. And yet so many people take it personal when someone leaves. Mm-hmm. You put on your big girl boots, right? You <laughs> grabbed yourself up by the bootstraps, and yes. you went out. Now, did you have a yeah. coach at that time when they left you? Nope. That would be my fumbling forward with a blindfold on time period. <laughs> I see. So you come to Keller Williams, and yeah. you take the career visioning, and you go through all the process now, and you're finding yeah. that it actually works, Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, it wasn't actually until after the team left that I took the recruit select at that time when I decided to build my team the right way. Um, The original team that I had, um, I didn't use that process. Um, And so it was, oh my gosh, I really like you. And I think you'd be great on my team. Come join my team. That was my process. So what you're saying is that the systems and models that are there are there for a reason. And when you use them, your life gets better. Yes, absolutely, yes. Your business. I'm, I'm sitting here listening to a realtor that over the years has turned into a business person. And, oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people get into coaching. and uh, Andrea... Well, it doesn't work out right at first. Did it work mm-hmm. out right at first for you? Um, no, it didn't. Um, I actually got in, was in coaching for a couple of months, and you know, I I realized that the coach that I was with, um, we were more almost in a friend dynamic, um, just the sweetest lady on earth, and. I I just knew it wasn't maybe the right fit for my business. Um, it wasn't a matter of liking them or not. I loved her. Um, it was a matter of a business decision and what was going to work as far as a business partnership. Um, and I got to say, she was amazing because she actually helped me through that process of finding uh, finding the right coach. And she never once made me feel... Um, never once made me feel bad, never once made me feel judged, and quite the opposite. 
she jumped in and said, well, let's, let's do this. Let's get you with the person that's going to move you forward. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I probably had a little hesitation in first even coming to her about it because I was afraid of a judgment um, or her possibly being upset with me. And I was really proved wrong. Wow. Isn't that something? See, all of the MAPS coaches want what's best for you. And Absolutely. When you first started, though, did you ever feel that you could become what we call a mega agent in Keller Williams, <laughs> one of the, the best? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, there was definitely a lot of limiting beliefs I battled, and... Uh, you know, it's it's been a continual work in progress. Um, I think at all points, sometimes we doubt ourselves and um, at varying different levels. And at that point in my life, it just happened to be really high. Uh, it was a very high doubt level that I had. And I didn't feel like I was smart enough. I didn't feel like I was good enough. Um, I didn't feel like I knew what to do, and that was just out of reach. Um, So in the beginning, no, I didn't. Yet your determination, it sounds like you were determined and you were committed to doing something better. Mm -hmm. Did you have any fear? I mean, huge. Sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, there is definitely fear there. Um, Fear of the unknown, fear of being uncomfortable, um, you know, maybe even fear of what a uh, what a coach might have me do. Um, there, I will say I was very determined. What I what I lacked in confidence, I made up for in determination. And I think I even I think I may have even told my coach that when I first um, started talking to the new coach that was assigned to me that I may not get it the first time, and I may not get it the second time. I will get it, and and just be patient with me because I will get it. And that was a quality that I did have. I was very determined um, to figure it to to fi- not figure it out. To I was very determined to be better than I was at that time. Okay, so you had all this money, right, when you got into coaching. I had, uh, no, (laughs) I had uh, actually a massive amount of debt at that time, and no one even knew that I had uh, that amount of debt, including my own husband um, didn't know the amount of debt that we were in. Um, And it's something that I continued to keep hidden for quite a while, Um, you know, almost, uh, gosh, probably a year or two into my coaching uh, relationship uh, partnership, it was I kept it very hidden. I was a master at not letting him know where that stood. So what happened? How did you open up? Um, over time, there was a, a massive amount of trust that was built over time with my coach. And um, I got to a point where I'm in this coaching relationship and we're moving things forward. And to be honest with you, I felt really fake. Uh, I I felt like the things I was having success in, 
I couldn't even enjoy because I felt like it was fake success. It wasn't real um, because of the debt that I was hiding. And I, I kind of had a breakdown moment. Um, I emailed my coach um, one evening and and I decided if I was going to stop being fake and be real, that this had to get dealt with. And I wasn't willing to live like that anymore. Um, I, I wanted better for my family. I wanted better for my kids. Um, and I wanted to break that cycle. And so I just dumped kind of all over him in an email. I sent my bank statements. I sent my credit card statements. And I got real vulnerable with him and wrote him a book <laughs> of an email and just said, I can't do this anymore. You got, you got to help me. Um, and that was where, that was where a huge, uh, turnaround in my life began. What did your coach say? Did he say, oh my gosh, you're crazy for doing this? (laughs) Um, I was worried he could, there was a, there's always that little bit of fear. You don't know how someone's going to react. And no, that wasn't his response at all. He, he emailed back almost five, 10 minutes later and said, I am so honored that you brought this to me. Um, I'm so honored that you would trust me with this information. And this is why I'm your partner, because we're going to, we're going to tackle this together. Um, and he says, I hope you're ready for a great call. And, <laughs> and we did. The very next call, we, we dug into it and got real clear about how much debt there was, and about how we were going to get out of it. Uh, by the way, who is your coach now? Erin uh, Hurd. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I was just talking to Joe the other day about how I, I believe he could be a head coach. I think mm-hmm. he is amazing. And uh, I just hearing that there is no judgment. I mean, my heart mm-hmm. went out. It was like, whoever that coach is, I love you. Um, <laughs> I mean, what yeah. a relief that had to be for you to hear that. There's no yeah. judgment. Oh, it was huge. I, I'm not kidding when I said I, my knees hit the floor and I was a sobbing mess because it took 20 seconds of insane courage, insane, to open up and email him that. I mean, I probably went to hit the send button 20 times. And f- when I finally did it, I think I was holding my breath the whole time it was gut-wrenching. I mean, it it was just gut-wrenching. And to be able to hit that send button and to be able to get that response back so quickly, um, you know, that was a surprise to me to get it back so quickly. And my, I just, my knees hit the floor and I just sobbed because I knew, I knew in that moment when I got the email back from him that we're really doing this. I'm really going to get out of debt. There's no turning back now because I finally told someone and they're not going to let it go. They're going to help me. And what the email say? Um, gosh, I probably still have it somewhere. Um, it, it was not a long email. It was just a, it was very, um, it was very, appreciative. It just, you know, like, um, 
I can't believe you've been living with this for so long. And I'm just, he was so happy that I had shared it with him and was honored that I had shared it with him. Um, As a coach, he felt like that was the biggest compliment that he could have ever received that I shared it because he knew how hard it was for me to share that. And, um, and, and just flat out telling me, there is no judgment around this and I am your partner in this and, and we will do this together. Um, you're not going to have to do this alone because I'm here to guide you. I'm here to help you. And there's no other option but to move forward now. I mean, Andrea, you've got these two kids. Your husband doesn't even know about the debt. And you finally say, I'm giving up looking good and being right. And you were so vulnerable. Do you think that's why the trust took some time to build? Because you weren't open and you weren't being authentic? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's definitely it's on me. Um, you can't tackle something like that if you're not willing to open up about it. Okay, so i got to know what happened since because, I mean, we're, <laughs> they're listening to us. They want to know. Is, yeah. is, is it still that way? No, no. Um, I actually managed to pay that off in about a six-month time period, $50,000 of debt. Six-month time period. Okay, what specific models and systems did you use to do that? Well, um, a business plan. Uh, It was a business plan. We picked a percentage of every single check that was going to go towards the debt. We literally evaluated it every single week. Uh, We put together an Excel spreadsheet report that I emailed in to him as my accountability piece um, every single week with my prep form. And so that, that was, it was accountability around it, and it was every week. So here you are, you've been in debt, you've got this business plan, and your MAPS coach evaluated it with you every single week, plus they helped you keep your business going. Yeah. Yeah, the business, uh, you know, business um, w- was still running. The business doesn't stop when you're, when you're paying off debt. If anything, you've got to grow it bigger. And, um, you know, there were some sacrifices that were made. They were business decisions that were made with my coach on there were some things that we got rid of um, within our profit and loss statement, our expenses, in order to be able to tackle the debt mountain faster. Um, so, you, you know, I had to be willing to make a few sacrifices. Um, you know, we weren't maybe able to uh, grow certain parts of the business that I wanted to grow faster uh, because we were dealing with this. And this was the most important piece. I couldn't have a healthy business if we didn't get this addressed. So your coach helped you prioritize the things that need to be done. Yeah. And we still doubled our business that year. Oh, okay. So, Andrea, so many people feel that success is one way and failure is another. Mm-hmm. What did oh, you discover through that. this process? I love that you brought that up because that's one of my um, favorite things that I've read in a book is is seeing the visual of um, success. It's like it's a like it's on a a Y path, you know, and it's, or on a forked road and you've got success that's one way and you've got failure the opposite way. And 
that's not the case at all. And the more that I started to change my thinking around how that worked, um, really the more, it was almost like seeing the matrix. I swear, sometimes you see the matrix and all of a sudden some things start to make sense. And you've got to go through the failures to get to the success. That's part of the journey. That's part of the path. It's not one way or the other. You you have to go through the failures all along the way and be okay with, you know, failing at some of those things. It doesn't mean you are a failure. It means you're you're just finding one way that doesn't work. <laughs> it's yeah, as Gary Keller says, failure way to success, right? Yes. So yeah. what's working better now for you that you have mm. models and systems in place? Well, the leverage, definitely the leverage within the team um, has allowed me to live more of a life by design. Um, I leave typically my office most days at three o'clock and my mom hat goes on and I am a sport mom. I have boys that are very involved in sports um, and wrestling and baseball and football. And I get to leave and go watch every single one of their games, every single one. And it's because of the leverage of, of being able to build the team and put the right people in place. So does fear stop you anymore like before? Well, I'd have to, I'd be lying if I said it doesn't stop me anymore. It certainly can. It certainly can um, freeze me up from time to time. And that's why I have my coach. Um, You know, it actually just a couple of days ago froze me up. Something happened, uh, you know, on, on my team and, uh, I was taking it personal and he just called me out on it and said, Andrea, I think you're taking this too personally. Knock it off. And I, I had to stop in my tracks for a minute because I'm like, oh, oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. I am taking this too personal. And it changed my whole, my whole week around. Um, after having that conversation, you know, it was, um, it was said out of love. It wasn't said in, in a mean way. It was just said to, to bring me back to center and remind me that I was letting it get to me. And, you know, so sometimes I, I still need that help. I, I will always, to me, coaching is a lifestyle. You know, Peyton Manning still has a coach. So you can't <laughs> tell me that you don't need a coach your whole life. Yeah, even after he stops being one of the best quarterbacks, right? right? Well, I <laughs> right. had to look it up, Andrea. I had to look up all of your production because I'm sure people yeah. are listening and going, okay, what's happened with her? You, you, 2008, 12 yeah. units. Yeah. And you were making about 60000 And then we jumped yeah. to 2012. Okay, you've made changes. You joined Keller mm-hmm. Williams. You got a MAPS coach at that point, And you went to 25 units. With about 110 uh, GCI. Yep. Yep. Now, at 2015, you doubled again, 50 units, 214,000. Then 2016, now you double again, 100 units. (laughs) And in 2017, 165 units. And right around 600,000 in GCI. I got to tell you, from 2008, when you were sitting there, did you ever dream that you'd be at 165 units? 
No. No, and it's crazy to think about what happened in five years, and it really makes you um, it really makes you sit and think strongly about what can happen in the next five years that maybe sitting here right now you don't think is possible. Well, and that's why you hire a MAPS coach, because it yeah. took you four years on your own to double your units. Then you get a MAPS coach, right? Mm-hmm. During the process of the next three years, you double. And then you doubled in one year, and you doubled more, you know, again in one year. And you're sitting there going, wow, it's going faster and faster. That's called, like in bold, from concentration into momentum, right? The foundation mm-hmm. you built, then you went to concentration, and now you're into this momentum that you keep going. So what what can you do now that you couldn't do before? Um, so, Diana, I think the thing that um, has really changed that I couldn't do before was have fierce conversations. Um, it's a MAPS course that I took um, that I knew as a leader was an area that I struggled in and I wanted to be better at that, uh, at having fierce conversations and being transparent with people. And so having those fierce conversations and uh, learning and working on being more transparent with not just my people, with everyone, um, it takes your conversations to a whole nother level. Um, Now, fierce doesn't mean you're angry, right? No, no, not at all. You know, fierce (laughs) just means you're getting, it just means you're being real and authentic, Coming out from behind yourself, so to speak, like those bikini babes, right? Or the muscle man that you put your head in and you take your pictures. Yeah, you got to come out from behind yourself. And it sounds like you are comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, I certainly have gotten a lot more comfortable being uncomfortable because I know that's the only place I'm going to grow. It doesn't mean I I have to love it. It it just, I know I got to go through it if if I'm going to grow and I'm growing. Well, what about the boys? Have they enjoyed your success? <laughs> you know, they have. Um, you know, both mentally as well as um, as well as with some fun things. Um, you know, of course, everything that I learn, uh, I learn through maps, and I'm able to share with them as a parent. Um, and that's a game changer as a parent. Uh, one of the things we were actually able to do um, as a result of, uh, you know in paying off the debt and moving the business forward is in bold. Um, I'm sure everyone knows that has taken bold, how we write a letter uh, to ourselves that gets mailed to us uh, a year later. And in that letter, I actually wrote that I would take my boys on a huge vacation, like a life changing vacation. Um, we'd never done it before. And it was a limiting belief that it was something that we could do. And the money was set aside, and I surprised my boys uh, by taking them on a trip to Hawaii for seven days. And it wasn't just a trip to Hawaii. It was a every single day was a mind-blowing experience for them. So we did swimming with dolphins. We did helicopter rides. We did a private boat charter and snorkeled with sharks in the ocean. We did submarine rides. Um, We did our first luau. And to this day, it has been such a memorable experience for them that, that they talk about it now, you know, just um, 
as one of the most memorable things that, that they have in their life. And to me, what better way than to give them these experiences and, and, you know, let their worlds become bigger at a younger age. Um, I love that I now have the opportunity to provide that to them. That is awesome. Now, have you grown through this personally, through this process? Oh, gosh. I don't, yeah, I don't know how you couldn't. Um, you you have to. I think um, to, to some extent, you are always working to be better than you were yesterday. And, um, you know, sometimes that's a change in mindset. Um, I wear my purple bracelet daily. I have it on right now as a reminder that I I am always needing to check where my mindset and my thoughts are at because they're the one of the most powerful things that I control in my life. So some um, people listening to this don't know about the purple bracelet. Yeah. Well, the purple bracelet you earn when you go through the bold course and um you you wear it so that when you have a uh, maybe a negative thought, it is a pattern interrupt. So you change it from one wrist to the other wrist, and you restate um, that thought, and you turn it into a positive thought. Um, when you go through bold, you learn just how powerful your thoughts are, and it's uncanny. <laughs> and your thoughts create your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, it's almost, almost creepy how much your thoughts affect everything, everything in um, how, how you, how you tackle obstacles in front of you to how you lead to how you show up as a parent to, um, uh, you know, your own, your physical body, uh, everything. Um, your thoughts are the most powerful thing you have. Change your thoughts, change your world. Andrea, I want you to look back. Think about looking at yourself way back when you first started. 2008, here you are. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to an agent right now that is just like you were then, what advice do you give to them? Hmm. Number one, run your business as a business. You are a business owner. Uh, This is not a job. It's a career. Number two, and really number one and number two are are tied, Um, hire a coach. Hire a coach from the very beginning. Because if you hire a coach from the beginning, they'll save you years of years of of failing forward. Um, you'll you'll fail forward. You'll just do it faster. And um, I'd say that those have to be the two most important things. Um, and number three would be just to not expect everything to be perfect. Um, perfect is not something that is realistic. Um, you know, it it is it, it's something that's going to hinder you more than it's going to help you. And the more you try to be perfect, the more you are going to slow yourself down because it never will be perfect. Um, it's you know actually you said it best um, in giving the analogy of the airplane. Um, 
the airplane, you've got the pilot in the cockpit and you've got all the passengers in the plane. And when you're flying as a passenger, you know, it's usually a pretty smooth flight. You might get some turbulence here and there. However, you don't see the things that are going on in the cockpit. There's chaos, right? You're talking to ground control. You're pushing buttons. You're adjusting here and there and making corrections on your course. And people outside of the cockpit don't see that. And as a as a um, as a flight captain, as a leader, there's chaos, and you have to be willing to lean into it and not run away from it. It's not going to be perfect all the time, and that's okay. Yeah, and then as a pilot, the takeoff is when everything is going up. When when you're up above, it's kind of smooth sailing. In fact, they have an autopilot they can put it on. Right. <laughs> And that's where your business is today. Andrea, we just so appreciate you taking us on that ride from you taking off as a parent with two children, your husband not knowing where you are in debt, and opening up and saying, here, look at everything. Look at all the chaos I have in my life, and I'm willing to listen to a MAPS coach. And now you're up there. Not that you're in the clouds, for heaven's sakes, unless it's the Keller cloud with technology, (laughs) right? You are definitely on your way to doing bigger and better things, doubling your business every single year. Thank you so much for your time today, Andrea. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Diana. I'm honored that you had me on the podcast, and um, I'm, I'm very honored. Thank you. So, there you have it. Andrea, thank you so much for being on our podcast and for taking time out of your busy day to educate our listeners about your experience and the specific strategies that will help any KW agent sell more homes. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. As always, success is simple, not easy. And with that, we'll catch you next time on the KW Maps Podcast growth edition. Take care.